everyone. Uh, so today we are just going to have a community of practice session. Uh, so I am the lead of the session and I will be discussing about uh, community of practice um, in detail. And uh, we all will be working collaboratively. And um, so we have uh, five members in this group. I, myself, Jagmeet, uh, uh, Richo, Kathleen, Natalie and Shanze. So now I would like to hand over um, the session to Kathleen to just introduce for the contract. Okay, so in the first section of our contract, it talks about um, the procedures. So the day and time of the meeting and the methods of communication. So for the day and time of meeting, I've already wrote down that we're going to do our COP every Thursday at 12 p.m. and we will host it over a WebEx meeting. And then uh, for our methods of communication, I have wrote down that we will host our COP over WebEx and um, we will record our meeting so we can like go back and listen to the recording. and we will communicate outside of the meeting through our Microsoft Teams group chats. If we have any questions and we can like, post reminders there about our meetings and we can answer other people's questions. Yeah, makes sense. And then um, in the next section, we have consequences for failing to follow team procedures and fulfill team experience. So I didn't fill this out yet because I thought it would be better to discuss as a group um, what we should do if like a team member isn't like participating in the group or doesn't show up to the meetings. Mm -hmm. Awesome, makes sense. Yeah, that sounds like a good So do we think like a reasonable first step to do if like someone doesn't show up to the meetings would be to like reach out to that person and like contact them first because like maybe something happened and we just like want to get all the information first? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's the most fair fair way to go about it. Yeah. Yes. Maybe um, can I ask something? Okay, sorry. Can I ask something? The first method doesn't work out, then oh, I'm so sorry for interrupting if I did. But if the first method doesn't work out, like reaching out to the individual, then and if there's like zero response from them, then I think it's safe to say that we have to contact our professors and our coordinators as well. Yeah. And yeah, so from there, I think we'll just have to depend on them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Out. yeah. You were going to add something, Rachel? Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was just uh, going to say that if, uh, yeah, like you, you know that uh, you're busy or you have some problem on that day in advance. So you, uh, uh, we should tell the group first. Mm -hmm. yeah. or we can support each other, yeah. Yeah, we can just keep yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Heads up our important. So that being said, is there anything else in the contract healing that we need to talk about as a group? Uh, no, the next part is um, it's just called the student agreement. So it just says, I participated in the process in described in this contract, I understand that I am obligated to abide by these terms and conditions. And I understand that if I do not abide by these terms and conditions, the consequences as stated in the contract will apply. And then um, it 
just wants a list of like our group members names and the date that we made this contract. Okay, so that's pretty much everything then. Thank yep. you for writing that out. You're welcome. Yeah. So is that everything about the contract? Yes, that is it. Okay, so I guess I should start my part if you all guys are ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Yep. Okay, so uh, as this week we have topic about community of practice. So we all five of us are gathered here just to practice uh, like community over here and to discuss about various scenario, right? So this uh, here, uh, first of all, I would like to talk about a resource that stood for me and I think you should also go and have a look. It's a very amazing document. Um, it's the document on community of practice by College of ECE. It's there in a D2L course page also. So um, first of all, I would like to ask, uh, can anyone um, interested to tell me what a community of practice is? Um, yeah, I can actually quickly say um, how the college defines community of practice for an RACE. So in the document, it's described as a group of professionals who share concern or passion about a practice topic and who wish to learn how to improve this area of practice by communicating and collaborating with each other regularly over time. And basically, we are just collaborating about our inquiries and discussing a topic that's interesting to us. Building yeah. yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. And in community of practice, uh, our ECEs come together to discuss and learn uh, various uh, ways in which to better understand or advise shared passion as a group and as an individual in daily practice. And I guess it's very important and in community of practice, voice of each member should be heard and it should be reflective, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, I guess in a practice, community of practice is very important in a field because whenever um, we will be um, in daycare center or like we will be working, so we need to um, have um, communication with the, our colleagues and have, uh, we have to set the meeting. So it's very important to uh, know what community of practice is and how we should, you know, have it in whenever we are working. Uh, so uh, here I would like to tell you all what community of practice look like. So, um, as some community of practice are also referred as collaborative learning communities, professional learning communities, or learning circles. So these um, community of practice, some of them may be large, formal gathering, and others are small um, gathering with few members. So um, this uh, community of practice would be in-person meetings also, or online practice also, like, the online which we are having is the example and another we can have in person that is face to face in meeting. Uh, so it depends upon the number of group and uh, it depends upon uh, the people like how they want to have their meeting. So whether they prefer online or a face to face meeting, it totally depends upon them. So but the voice of each member, it must be heard while um, we are discussing something. Okay. Yeah. Does it uh, make sense? Yes. Yeah. I think that yep. makes a lot of sense. Okay. 
So now here, uh, I would like to discuss how to register ECE joins or create a community of practice. Does anyone have any idea about that? Like, um, how can we uh, connect for the community of practice? Uh, sorry, can I say something? Yeah, of course. So I guess if you're like already in the field of RECs, I think a way to establish like a community of practice would be basically setting up like, I guess you could call it also like a team meeting either every week or like more frequently if it's necessary, also depending on the situation and what you're discussing. So like um, to start one, if there was like, let's say a few children in the program who had special needs and you need to constantly like revisit and reevaluate what you're doing in the program to support them. And you want to keep like going back and reflecting on what you have done previously to figure out what worked, what didn't work. And so your COP is going to be like that weekly meeting every single week. And you're going to be like going back and reflecting on that topic that you're discussing and like constantly revisiting it and it's going to be something that's probably going to be ongoing for the whole like length of the program or as long as the child or children are in that program yeah of course you are absolutely right and i totally agree with you uh, so um according to the college of ece so um register ece who are interested in joining or creating a community of practice are engaged to connect with their colleagues in their professional community like they may connect through the technology or they may go in person um to ask if they need um the uh, cop for a particular issue they can do that and uh, it would be structural or formal a professional learning experience it would be like conferences or supervisor network kind of a meeting where all can uh, if it is in the person all can sit together and um, have a bit conversation and if it's online so it's uh, using various apps we can do it right so reaching out to a professional uh, um, isolation uh, local professional resources center or connecting with professional uh, from past secondary institution or network may also create contacts with other like minded professionals. So if we want to have a meeting uh, with, I would say, uh, with a reported or uh, with a highly qualified uh, person. So we just needed, need to contact the post-secondary institution for that so that we can build a strong network and we could have, um, I would say, um, a great uh, conversation also. So um, joining a community of practice requires some investigative work initiative and creativity and i totally agree with that um everyone has to take initiative right so and creativity should be there in quotes also and community of practice might not be clearly advertised and registered ece may need to create their own learning community in order to relate release their professional goals connecting with other ece either in person or in online so if we have a huge um um whatever sort of a code so if we are not able to clarify our go uh you know um our confusions or we have not released our goals so we can have another meeting with another register ece to sort it out um is that clear yeah that's yes, okay. yeah do you guys have any questions or i'm too fast <laughs> no i don't have any questions uh, can i ask something okay. yeah of course 
Hello. Yeah, of course you can. Uh, so um, I find an informal way, but hello, uh, Nigeria. So I I know some groups. Uh, yeah, I know some groups of the ECE community on Facebook, and in that, uh, they sometimes they share their stories and their experiences, and some other uh, practitioners or educators would comment on that and give some feedback, and uh, that way they can share experiences. But of course, this is uh, this is an informal way, so and you have to be um, critical about their comments and their thoughts. Yeah, of course. Way that I know, and I want to inform you guys. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask Japanese that, like, so, um, like, in order to create the community, you'd have to talk to people that are within your vicinity. So I was gonna ask if there are any specific like communities online that are like able or available to participate in such like such kind of a, I guess it's kind of like a study, right? So I was going to ask if there are any online communities that we're aware of, but you just suggested the Facebook group. Yeah. So, but are there any like professional um, communities that are available to us online? Um, informal, I know many of them. Um, like I saw some of them on Instagram also. And I right now I I don't remember. There are professional websites also. But I don't exactly rem remember which one are they. Um, like uh, it's basically used for these meetings, I guess. So it's there. But I don't exactly right. remember. I can just um, uh, tell you uh, later if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Like I'll we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So um, next question is, um, what would you like to know more about? So um, this question over here, I just wanted to know more about the key components of Go. Like I was very curious, like uh, about what are the main features or uh, the key component that we need to have in a Go. So um, the first one is members. Uh, there have to be, um, you know, sufficient members and relevant also, I guess, and readership role. There should be one like uh, in this community session, we just have one lead who just takes care of topic. So it's not that that only a particular person is going to speak all the time. It's, you know, more about collaborative and a two sided conversation. And another is protocols and agreements. There should always be uh, some protocols and agreements before we start the community of practice right just we discuss about the contract uh, before starting to this so it's similar to that and protocols like some rules are there just being on time and everything uh, so these things are there and another is time so we need to fix a time that is convenient for each and every member it's not just that uh, uh, 50 percent like 45% are okay in the morning and others are not. So we are not supposed to uh, fix a time for Coke in the morning. It should be uh, convenient for every member uh, to so that they can attend it and I would say, and you know, um, take part in the conversation. So if I talk about um, 
members members the role of members are is very crucial as every member has to demonstrate an interest and willingness to reflect upon and um explore more from the scope like uh, wonder and ask some questions and um the members together should um uh, clear some challenges and question their beliefs and practices like this is what i believe does it uh, make sense of what am i practicing is it practical so you have to you know question your belief whether you're thinking it right or is it wrong and you should also share a common passion or concern with other members so whatever the confusion we guys have so we need to share with each other so to make it clear everything and we need to be honest respectful and we need to maintain a confidentiality so these are the rules uh, that a member need to have and uh, the the roles that a leadership leader should have is that we, a leader need to keep the group process moving forward uh, like um, it's similar to inviting the play so we the group role is just to invite the members in the conversation and um to make uh, the session interesting and give individual individual attention to group members monitor group and another is offer clarification on issues or confusion so and summarize the ideas generated so these are the things that a leader need to do so these were the four components that we discussed first was member leadership role protocols and agreements and time so these are the four um that are the main key components and we i guess we need follow this all in other whenever we will be having corps so is there any question regarding these four um, I don't have any questions, but I just wanted to thank you for going over all of that in such depth. And also one thing that you pointed out, which I didn't even think of, was um, when groups are together, they can reach out to other organizations in the field um, in order to build upon that knowledge base. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. Okay, thank you. That's okay. So anyone else want to say something or is it I should, I should go like forward? Good. Okay. Before you push your first, and I think that we can go on. Okay. So uh, now our next question. Uh, did you say anything? I can't hear you, Richard. Hello? I don't think Richard said anything. Okay. Yeah, I think Hello? she had her memory. Yeah. I I don't hear her properly. Okay. It's okay. So can I? Can go ahead. Okay, I can go ahead. All right. Um, <laughs> so another question is, how can engaging in community of practice make a difference for children and family? Any guesses? Like, how is it beneficial for family and um, the children? Um, well, I'll let Caitlin go first. Okay, um, so I was going to say, um, I think it would make a difference just because basically if you're engaging in a community of practice, you're like participating in reflective practice and you're also talking with other members. So not only 
Are you talking with other RACEs? But you can also involve the children and family themselves as if you want like more information or knowledge on them, going to like the direct source would be like your best way to get information as the children are gonna know what they want and what they need. And the families are also gonna have their own expectations and know what they want and need from like us as RACEs. So if we wanna like discuss and like be reflective in our practice, we should be like talking to the children and families as well. And then when we talk to them, this is going to benefit them the most because it's going to directly impact them. Yeah, of course, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and to add to that, as we're reflecting, as you said, Caitlin, um, I think the RECs will really get a sense of teamwork and support for each other, um, which will just help them have confidence going out in the field to, to feel confident in what they're doing and just know that they're um, in a group together and having that common ground will, I think, just really create an overall sense of well-being um, for the ACEs. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, knowing that you have, like, a specific group of people in your field that you can go to and talk to is, like, going to be really supportive. And, like, if you're someone new coming into the field, it can, like, be, like, kind of, like, a sense of comfort and like knowing that if you have questions or if you make a mistake, you have someone to ask or like a group of people to ask and talk to about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here I would like to share my personal example. Uh, when I was and when in when I was in India and I used to be ECE over there, and you know once I just had a small problem um, in my classroom, uh, it was related to a child, and I was very worried about that child. So I just I had a cope uh, with some of the um, uh, ECE over there, and it was irreplaceable that we had a, such a nice solution, and the result was so positive because everyone was having different ideas and. With uh, just came with one best ideas and we brought into the practice and um, it was so surprising for me that the work that I was not able to do uh, since one month if, with the help of all other members I was able to do within a week and that's, uh, I was able to you know um, have a strong bound with uh, bound of relationship with that child also so it's very beneficial for children as well as for educator and it also helps the family also to making uh, for making relationship providing better facilities for the children like um there are different uh, things that we can uh, only have when we have cope um in a practice yeah that's, that's a really good question yeah i like your example <laughs> Actually, I didn't share the no, briefly because because I feel that it's something personal. So I uh, I just went um like I just give you a little bit. I didn't went into detail. Right? Okay, no, it's great that you have a practical experience of it. Yeah. Also, I, uh -huh. also I liked how you started going on the point that'll help build rapport between the colleagues and between the children as well. And also, yeah. like I just wanted to say that if the community of learners are the people that you're working with on a daily basis, even through just casual conversations, I feel like the, um, the, excuse me, the theories that you research together and study together, they'll just be reinforced. Like those concepts will just be reinforced through casual conversation on a daily. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like when you can talk about something with other people and apply examples, like it sits in your brain so much more than if you just read it by yourself. Like hearing a Japanese story now, when I think of that, and what Caitlin was saying, what you were saying, Sean, was like, I'm going to have such a good idea in my head of, you know, what community practice that it really is. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Ask something? Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, so I think that when we engage in the community's uh, practice, uh, we are going to build a positive and supportive community that constrain and inspire one another. And as we can learn from each other and we continue reflecting on our practice and philosophy, we could also learn, uh, we could improve ourselves and we can uh, learn the pitfalls to avoid uh, as we continue sharing. The, yeah, learn from each other's mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I totally agree with you, Richard. Thank you. Yeah. Are we good with this? I believe so. Okay, so can I move ahead? <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So next question is pretty interesting. Um, so what does the expression when it comes to professional learning, we are never done mean to you? I just want to have individual believe on this. Like, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you were saying. Um, yeah, you can go ahead. Like, uh, we are never done. So what do you mean by this? <laughs> Okay, so as I learned from some um, pedagogical documents of, of our field, I learned that education uh, educators are lifelong learners. So we observe, interpret, uh, analyze uh, the activities of the children. So as we work in with children and adults, uh, they would never stop changing and everything scaffolds every day. So eventually, um, educators need to be up to date, active and flexible. So I, I don't think that there would be like any destination or we would ever stop learning and evolving, you know. Yeah, of course. I also think the same that the learning doesn't have any end, uh, any destination. So uh, till the time we have life, till the last breath, I would say, we just Absolutely. keep on learning everything, right? Okay. I actually love that concept, if I may add on. Like, mm -hmm. not just as a concept to be followed, like, professionally within the field. I think it's an idea, like, generally just an idea that you can apply for your entire life. Because I believe, like, most individuals think that maturity and like your knowledge and everything just comes with age, which is true to an extent. But I think the reality of it is that it comes with experiences. And the truth of that is that we all don't have the same number of experiences. We're, we're not all promised the same number of experiences in our life, which again goes back to having to self-reflect and actually question ourselves and actually question our own biases. So, yeah, I really like the concept of that we'll never learn. I don't think we should just accept ourselves at one point. I think we should always not criticize, but always be working on ourselves and yeah, be aware of the fact that there's yeah. always more to know. Yeah. yeah, so I I believe that there is no one perfect on this earth. Like, everyone keeps on learning, right? So, everyone's 
learn to become like they keeps on learning and become better and better right yeah as the world is changing every day too exactly and also in the field of early childhood education in child development there's so much we don't know and so much research that's coming out every day that like debunks yeah. old theories and adds upon it so to say that there's one way of doing something and there's one way of um like engaging with children is just limiting ourselves so much and as you guys said like i totally have that philosophy too where we're always learning and just keeping an open mind with that and like learning, especially in these groups, the communities of practice, like learning from each other. If we're really listening to each other and asking these questions, we can gain so much more than we could if we were just on our own. Yeah. yeah. Did you have anything to add to that, Caitlin? Uh, yeah, so um, I also like agree with all of you guys how I think we're always going to be like learning and I don't really think like our learning will just like stop or come to an end because like you mentioned there's like new research coming out every day like if we're looking at the field of ECE there's always like new research coming out and like um, people are developing new theories and like strategies to implement into practice as they like uh, work with children and they're like not every child is the same and I feel like almost like every time a new child comes into a center they're bringing something new and new experiences for the ECEs and like they're gonna like constantly develop and learn from that child as like they're faced with like new challenges or whatever and like even um just in general like Shanze was talking about we're always gonna be like having new experiences and every like each person is going to have their own like even in just like our small group here all of us come from different backgrounds and we're all bringing those experiences together and being able to discuss them and like i think even after we're done this assignment we're all going to like walk away with more knowledge just because each of us come from like a different background mm -hmm. yeah that's so true yeah, like when you talk about the diversity, I, I think about like the different approaches that we have to apply in order to um, work with uh, every child effectively and support them in their learning progress. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, yeah. what do you mean by that, Rachel? You could talk oh, I, about I, that. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean that um, uh, we are and uh, we have different stories right and different temperaments and those kind of things and so uh the same thing well the same thing happened uh when we work in with children uh, or our colleagues and parents so we we, we got to know like you know many techniques uh and approaches um to uh, to work with them effectively and to learn more about them yeah, I see what you mean. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's interesting, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it really is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's stretching <quite> my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next question is, what you are most excited about with the course and assignment? Anyone excited about something? Ooh. I'll let somebody go first. I have something to say on that, but... Uh, I can go first if that's okay. 
Yeah, sure. Awesome. Yeah, sure, um, sure. So the one thing that I've been thinking about, like with this assignment, like I just mentioned, like that we all come from different backgrounds. And I think that's something that I'm like really interested or like excited about, because like even when Japneet shared her like personal story, I just found that to be really interesting. And I think it would be like exciting to like learn about like our different experiences and like be able to talk about that, like within respect and like just like be able to discuss that and like just share our own experiences as we're all going into this field together soon. Yeah, of course. And even I am also very interested in, you know, um, uh, mainly I'm basically interested in the scopes also, like we come to know each other um, uh, more and we will have a, you know, we will also build a rapport in this, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so <laughs> I, I'm oh, really excited about these scopes. Yeah, thank you. And I think it's also nice to have accountability with each other. Like yeah. We can have our group to go to and talk to about things and just know that we're not alone in this, especially with online learning where it's yeah. kind of feels yeah. isolating at times. So yeah, I'm excited that. Is such that. A good point, Adeline. Like, yeah, you feel so <laughs> Yeah, I feel Especially like there's someone to support. So yeah, you seem so far away too, Shanze. Just because you're and so. And Shanze, she has such a great time difference. Yeah. Shanze, are you able to manage everything? Um, Japanese. Yesterday, I slept at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! That's so great. <laughs> And my younger brother, his classes happen at like 9 a.m. every morning. It's, I just took it as my responsibility to help him yeah. out. So like, I'm sleeping at four, waking up at nine, having a great time. <laughs> so you have five hours of sleep. Wow. Yeah, it's had... What? Is this no, unprofessional? I mean, Are we allowed to talk like this? Uh, um, I don't know. I think it's okay. It applies to what we're, you know the accountability conversation, like it's helpful to tell somebody, you know, those things about yourself, which yeah. influence yeah. the school and whatnot. That's why I was saying I'm so grateful that like these group projects, one downfall from like personally, I was gonna actually say this as one of my concerns is that I don't want, like one of the reasons why I don't like group projects is that like if I let myself down, that'll be letting a lot of people down. Like I don't wanna hold like other people accountable for my mistakes if that happens, but hopefully it won't. But one thing I am grateful for is that I actually have somebody like for other people actually to constantly go like, okay, guys, this is what's up. You know, like give me little reminders. I'm like, okay, like, you know, keep me on my feet, keep me up to date. Like if I'm not myself sometimes, so, yeah. you know, there's that benefit. Yeah. And it just feels like you're less like alone learning, more collaborative. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I'm just talking to an empty screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we all met in person too, which is nice. I can't wait until stuff reopens, dude. Like I'm just I gonna know. see people and be like, wow. It'll <laughs> be so, so Yeah, I know. Are you excited to come back or you are planning to stay there? <laughs> dude, by the time I come back, it's gonna be all snowy and stuff and I'm not gonna be able to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, how's no the problem. weather, by the way? It's, weather? it's cold. <laughs> oh, shoot, it's cold already? Yeah, it's cold. Like, uh, the similar to winters we have in Pakistan and India, it's same like that. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. Pakistan actually has a really diverse climate. So depending on the city, I mean, it depends on that. Like I live in Islamabad, the capital. So over here, it gets it gets pretty chilly. But right now, I got the fan on. So. Like, uh, yeah. no, 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 like when we don't have fans on and everything, it's like that. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice, actually. Yeah. So, guys, um, if you don't mind, we just have last question. Can we move on to that? Yeah, oh, sure. Of course. Yeah, of course. So, the next qu last question that we have is, what are you most concerned about or confused about? And then, so I already said my part on that, so you guys go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so um, basically, can I? Uh, if you. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm confused about um, the group assignments, um, like uh, somebody giving my part at time, contributing equally. So uh, because I have my like I do part time job also, so that you do that sometimes my schedule just uh, disbalances and some problems. So I guess so I'm just uh, worried about that. That. I want everything to be on track, on time. I want to be punctual all the time, no? Yeah, I think mine's a bit similar to you, Japanese. I just like, I'm trying to balance everything. And sometimes uh, one of my concerns is that if I'll miss something, but I'm trying to keep on top of that by writing things out. So hopefully it'll be good. I'm trying to stay uh -huh. positive about it. Yeah, of course. I hope so. Caitlin, we're going to say something? Yeah, so like, I agree with like, kind of balance everything but then like I'm also like concerned about the amount of group assignments because like if everything's like an individual assignment and like there's a lot you can like work at your own pace and like make your own schedule and go by your own schedule but like with all yeah. the group assignments you have to like not only work with your schedule but like everybody else's as well and so like I find it's just hard to like like kind of balance everybody's time and like respect everyone's schedules and try to like find a common ground for every person especially with the amount of group assignments that we do have right yeah, yeah it's a big challenge but yeah and i think being online like kind of makes it more difficult just because we can't really meet in person whereas if we could i think like conversations would go a lot faster and yeah. it might be less confusing if we could actually talk in person or like see each other like almost every day in class or something yeah i agree yeah then it would have been easier if we would have in person right classes yeah yeah <laughs> but then covid <laughs> So what I'm concerned about is uh, where we can share a lot, but it's such a shame that we couldn't go on placement, right? So um, I'm concerned about how to contribute and work effectively as when I or we have have not had many experiences, like hands-on experiences. So I I yeah. wish it were um, like uh, a placement, like we can go to the site and then we can come home and just share with each other. That would be more interesting. Right? Yeah, that would be ideal. So we cannot do any different. Yeah. 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 Rachel, I'm sorry for not hearing you. I guess. Me too, Rachel. I see this. Yeah, I didn't hear a word. I'm sorry for that. Oh, no worries. <laughs> I'm feeling I bad now. I guess. 
sorry. Um, I think we should wrap it up now. So yeah, of course. Yeah, we should wrap it up. So um, uh, from this all conversation, like I would like to conclude that uh, cope is very important uh, when we are working with children to provide them better environment, to understand better, provide them better facilities. So um, every week we have cope um, scheduled. So I think um, although we have not, uh, you know, signed all of them, I guess we did five, right? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so if you guys don't mind, can we have six of them? <laughs> so because, uh, um, like, it's very important uh, um, when we, we will be working with the children. So it's a kind of practice that we would have. If you guys have time or are you okay with that then? We can do one all together. How about that? Yeah, of yeah. course. That's fine. And just kind of all facilitate, like, just have a conversation about one of the other topics that we haven't chosen to facilitate yeah of course that could be the that could be the best way okay i'm, I'm good with okay. that okay. Analysis. so that was all for today and it, thanks for everyone joining this and contributing their part i really enjoyed the great conversation with you all uh, so have a nice day thank you yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for facilitating. It was nice chatting with everybody and doing this.